What's going on, people? Welcome to another episode of Natty News Daily. Just quickly want to shout out, we hit 10K as of this morning. Boys and I woke up to uh, 10,000 followers on Instagram, so that was pretty damn cool. Obviously, that's been a goal of ours um, since recently, seeing traction on the page kind of pick up. Uh, we, we definitely started chasing down that 10K, and we originally had the goal by the end of December, uh, which didn't happen, but uh, here we are approaching the end of January, so not too far after that. But anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here with the WMBF UAE. Um, we've got Kyle Gallant and Charles Barclay, the two gentlemen that run uh, the whole thing over there. So welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks, man. Thank you. No, no problem. Thank you. So uh, these two gentlemen reached out to us, um, which is kind of cool because it, it's always nice, uh, you know, to get people that want to get involved versus us kind of chasing down conversations with other people. So it's nice to see that, you know, the natural community is, is kind of coming together and, and willing to speak on one platform, which is obviously one of the goals that we're trying to do here um, at Natty News Daily. So uh, quickly, guys, give a background of your history within natural bodybuilding, and then we'll kind of dive into your involvement with, uh, with WMF. Kyle, you want to start? Uh, yeah, so I mean, for me, it was, it was a way to kind of just have a new set of goals. So I was an athlete um, growing up in high school, and then I went to the U.S. for college, and I played a couple sports there. And then when I was done playing you know, basketball and golf, I needed something else in the gym to kind of get me going, give me a bit of motivation. Yep. And so when I moved out here to Dubai to work, that's when I first got into bodybuilding per se. And I competed my, well, I competed a little bit before that as well, but nothing really big. It was in Canada, small events. Um, and then coming out here, uh, I went to a WMBF Germany show. Yep. Um, and then the year after I went to the same show and that's where I, I met Charles and um, and yeah, so, so the reason we got it started here in Dubai with the event that we have going now is because uh, me and Charles both, you know, had to go to Germany in order to compete naturally because here in Dubai, there's not really much opportunity. I mean, we can go compete and say there's a few shows out here that are quite big, but yeah. if, you're, if you're a natural athlete, you're, you're not going to come anywhere near the top five in those shows. Yeah. So yeah. we thought, you know, why don't we bring something here? And we got in touch with Bob, who's the president of the WMBF. Uh, Charles actually got in touch with them because uh, Charles competed in the Worlds in men's physique, what was it, 2019, I think. Okay. And uh, from there, we started organizing it, started getting it together. Uh, there was a lot of politics, a lot of uh, bureaucracy to get it together here in Dubai, obviously, um, as it's uh, we're both expats here. So we're not actually what you call citizens of the country. So there's a lot of red tape we had to go through, but once we did, uh, once we got the sports council here on board, the bodybuilding council here on board, then we had the, the event in full swing. And last year was our first event. Uh, it was really successful, actually. We had, uh, we had Bob come out, so the president of the WNBF to help us run it, which was extremely useful just in terms of, you know, all the behind the scenes stuff when you're running a bodybuilding show, running it smoothly, especially the, the polygraph testing um and stuff like that so we ran the show last year with covid um there was a bit of issues in terms of if you had to be vaccinated or if you didn't have to be vaccinated um but at the end of the day we got it running we had about uh 65 athletes so it was a bit of a smaller show because it was the first event here um, we didn't have much promotion uh in the lead up to it because we didn't we didn't have all the approvals just yet. So we didn't want to yeah. set off any red flags before we got those approvals. For sure. Um, but a very, very successful show. We had a high quality of athletes. 
this year we're we're looking to get anywhere from 130 to 150 so it'll be a much bigger show yep and also the reason we brought it here was because bodybuilding is huge in dubai there are so many expats that are very passionate about fitness very passionate about bodybuilding but like i said before there's no avenue for them to go unless they want to go the ifbb route yep so we thought that you know if we can provide the platform for these guys and girls then uh you know everyone would have something to work towards where they don't have to you know spend a ton of money to go to europe or to go to north america just to compete yeah you've got you know untapped potential right you're, you're kind of the first that are offering it over there and you know we briefly spoke before we come on live but you know you were saying that you know ifbb wise like no problem plenty of shows opportunities plenty of athletes but you know if you're a natural athlete over there then you know you're, you're kind of limited to what your options are at least from a competitive standpoint and like you said when it comes to traveling or, you know, there's expenses, competing's expensive, right? So not only you've got the, the travel expenses, you've got the time expenses, like all those things that come into play, which can deter a lot of people. And if your only option is to do an untested event, you know, you, you, your aspirations of winning are, are probably out the window. So, you know, you, you're probably going to see great success over there, which obviously if you're expecting double the athletes this time around, like that's a really good sign, which is awesome to see. Yeah, we got we got pretty good feedback about like um, the comparison to some of the other shows as well. And that I think what's cool about natural bodybuilding, but particularly the WMBF, like we really give people like a lot of stage time. Nice. So people who've been kind of practicing, they're like posing for maybe five minutes, kind of got a nice surprise <laughs> when they are up there for like 20, 25. But um, that was really cool as well. Like to, to actually let athletes have a platform to kind of show off what they've been working on was uh that was super positive as well. You've got some good athletes over there too. Like looking on Instagram, you know, there's some talent, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, the, the great thing about the event here in Dubai is, you know, it's, it's nationalities from all around the world because it's basically an expat city. I mean, I think Dubai is 85% expats, meaning people who aren't actually from here. So we have athletes. I mean, the guy who won last year was from India um, he was going up in the overall with a guy uh, somewhere, somewhere from in Africa. And then another guy was from Egypt. Um, wow. But, you know, you have, you have athletes literally from almost every nationality that are competing on our stage. So, and, and cool. also because Dubai is the hub of the Middle East in terms of, you know, it's like the central airport for this whole region. You know, this year we're expecting a lot of guys from Saudi Arabia, from Oman, Qatar, um, a lot from Egypt, Armenia. So, yeah. It'll be a big event in terms of international athletes as well, which is what we're really excited for this year. Because like I said, here in, in the Middle East, um, natural bodybuilding hasn't really evolved just yet. So hopefully with this platform that we're providing, as well as some of the other uh, feder or WMBF events that are starting up in this region, yep. we can you know, year by year grow it, right? Yeah. And, and over there, just from what I've seen anyways on social media is it's, it's a very, uh, I guess, fitness influence lifestyle, right? Like your gyms, you know, the weather looks great. The, a lot of the food looks really good. Like it just looks like if you, if you want to be a good bodybuilder, whether you're natural or not, it looks like over there is, is kind of a place that you could really cultivate that lifestyle. Yeah. I think that's why we get a lot of the, the big names in the industry come over really. I think that, and it's also tax free. So there's probably that. Lots yeah. To do it's with it. never a bad thing. That helps. <laughs> but we, that, with, with, in terms of our athletes, um, the really positive thing I think for us is our 
our juniors and teens. We have like a really strong, I think, really strong group of, of those guys coming through, mm-hmm. which is really cool. That's why the, the other big push, I think, for us this year will be to kind of, the UK did it really well at Worlds this year where they bought a squad, like yeah. I think it was like 26 people or something. Yep. Uh, we want to try and do something similar with with our group and and really get a proper showing down at Worlds as well. So there's a few there's a few things in the pipeline. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I mean, that's that's the future of the sport, right? So if you can get them early and kind of shape and guide them, keep them the, going the natural route, that's, I mean, that's where we need to go for sure. And you guys have that chance to really like create the legacy of natural bodybuilding where you're at. And I get the sense that there's kind of a, 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 a strong community of sorts there as well. Is that, could you touch on that a little bit? I mean, I mean, from the teen perspective, I'm guessing a lot of these teens are, them and their friends that train together and oh let's compete together um yeah good yeah sorry um yeah i mean like like charles was saying uh we had i mean we had small groups of teams last year but i think all these guys kind of knew each other because they go to school together mm-hmm. as well as the juniors right but the cool thing about our team category and we keep talking about this we, we started a podcast when we talked about it um you know, we had guys that were inviting pretty much their whole school to, to the event. Yeah. So when the teens were up there, the judges could barely hear each other talking because <laughs> you've got one guy that's got 70 people in the stands cheering for, for sure. him. And then you got another guy that's got 100 people in the stands cheering for him. That's and awesome. so it's a really great atmosphere because even if you have, say, four or five really good athletes, when people see that, especially the, the young people that come to cheer them on, you know, they say, I want to do that. that. That looks like a really cool thing. And so having that type of atmosphere at our event for the young guys is great because ultimately, I mean, the 16, 17, 18 year old guys, if we're looking to build this sport forward, those are the guys that we need to really promote and we, we need to really, you know, boost up because they're going to be the ones that three, four, five years down the road are carrying our sport. And uh, so it was great for us to see last year, especially in our first event, that that was, you know, our most, our most let's say, rambunct- rambunctious crowd because they were just yeah you couldn't hear anything going on in, in the stadium it was it was nice <laughs> that's fantastic and that, and that makes that makes it so much better right like we've talked about on other podcasts where it's like you know you go to a show and it's it's uh you know a gym locker or like a gym gymnasium and and the lighting's kind of shitty and all that kind of stuff you got 10 people in the crowd so when you compare that to like you know an ifbb event you're like oh well natural bodies bodybuilding's just like meh Whereas you guys, like looking at the photos, like the lighting was great. Obviously, if there's a, a big crowd there, like like you're going to get excited about it as a spectator, as an athlete sitting in the audience. And you're like, you know, kind of toying with the idea of it. If you if you see that and you, you're like, man, like these guys are amazing physiques. They've got people cheering for them. They, you know, the photos are awesome. The whole atmosphere is great. Like that pulls you in you know, just as much as uh, the idea of competing does, right? Is the atmosphere that you can create. Yeah, we, I think we got I... really lucky with that. I think with, um, in a way, COVID like played into our hands a little bit with our location because uh, we had it in the theater in the Mall of the Emirates, which is like the second largest mall in the country, Like, which sounds bizarre to have like a bodybuilding show in a mall that's <laughs> like attached to it. Yeah. But um, it's, yeah, it's like a fancy theater where they put on like, shows you know so yeah they had all the lighting rigged up it was it looked cool it had a really good backstage area and heaps of seating for the um spectators so yeah it was that was 
really, I think another big draw was that we could create this like crazy atmosphere. For me, it was like even even wilder than worlds from what I remember, like the, just the people like screaming and stuff like that. It felt like a felt like a soccer game or something. It was awesome. And that's uh, that's one thing that me and Charles had talked about when we were about to run the event was, you know, there's a lot of events, like you said, that maybe are held in some high school gym or something like that. Uh, but here in Dubai, especially, we want to attract all the international athletes that are coming from countries outside because uh, we might be the, the closest opportunity for them to compete. Yep. Uh, so the one thing we didn't want to do was, you know, cheap on the venue or anything like that. So yep. we, we found, like Charles said, the, the theater in the Mall of the Emirates, which was a big amphitheater. Um, and our goal really is to make it an event. I mean, I, I guess people, everyone wants to do that, but our goal is to make it something that the athletes can come and say, wow, this is an amazing experience. Yep. Because at the end of the day, like if you're putting the event in a small gym, it's gonna kinda, you can have a good event, you can have great athletes, but it's gonna ruin the the, atmosphere is going to ruin the yeah, environment oh, for sure. athletes and they're not going to enjoy it as much so if they're traveling you know if they're buying a plane ticket and we have you know 50 to 100 athletes coming from outside of the country to compete with us then we don't want to cheap out in terms of the venue yeah. or in yeah. terms of the tro trophies and all that stuff so this year our big goal is to make it more of a more of an event right make it more memorable feel more legitimate not bush league you know that <laughs> i i agree with that do you think that sport. that stems from your competitive history too and kind of picking up things along the way of what you liked, what you didn't like? Again, this is something that we've talked about on other podcasts and just between the three of us is like, you know, every show you do, you're like, oh, that was really cool. I, I hope all shows do that. And then you also go yeah. to shows and you're like, ah, like I didn't love that. You know, the backstage was small. It was cramped. The lighting was shit. I couldn't tell if I was full or flat. Like, do you have, you know, things that you've picked up over the years where you're like kind of making a mental note? I think, yeah, that's a really good point. Like for me, a lot of the inspiration came off uh, or like, yeah, inspiration, I guess, came from the WMF Germany. They run a really good show show. So shout outs to them. Um, like compared to the shows I'd done before, which were A in an untested federation, um, the worst thing about them was they weren't very well organized. So, you know, they yeah. post you're supposed to be on stage at this time and it's like three hours later and you're not on stage and you've, you've, you've shot your shot, you know? So um, a big thing that they did, the guys in Germany did really well was run like a tight ship and yeah. it made the experience as a competitor, as an athlete, really good. Oh, for like sure. you really enjoy the show. Like you, there's no stress. It's a fun that, day. Yeah. People, people don't realize that extends to spectators too, right? Like if you have your, you know, take one of those teens, like you mentioned earlier, if they've got 70 people there and like, let's be honest, like all 70 of them are not there for the whole show. They're probably there for them and them only. And it's like, okay, you know, Mark, when are you on stage? Mark's like, I'm going to be on stage at 10. Those 70 people are fully invested for Mark being on stage at 10 o'clock. They're excited. They're ready to go. And they're feeling it. 1030 rolls around. Those 70 people are starting to die down. Mark's getting frustrated. 11 o'clock rolls around. Those 70 people are starting to get pissed. Mark's getting pissed. Like that, that can kill. People don't realize that that timeline, if the lighting is perfect, the atmosphere is great, but your timeline's off. Like anybody watching this that wants to promote a show, timeline can kill it. And even, even a half hour can really start to sour the whole thing. Cause that, that extends the rest of the show, right? Like it's not just one class. Yeah. And that's, that'll be the big challenge for us this year is obviously going from 65 athletes to the point that, you know, we've already 
got an expected number of 120 and we don't even know the athletes from international countries that are going to be coming how are we going to manage the timeline because obviously if you're running a show of 65 people versus 120 to 150 people it's going to be a little bit tighter in terms of how we can schedule things and last year i mean luckily we got a good let's say dry run in with a smaller show so hopefully this year we can continue with keeping things on time but it will be a challenge and i think that's something that me and charles are are looking forward to is just a matter of you know putting things together in in the right way especially with the wmdf because we'll have polygraphs as well so testing will be instead of three days it might be a week week and a half long and uh i'm not sure if you guys saw much about our show last year but the polygraph is definitely a eventful week here in the uae um we almost broke the record in the wmbf i think last year for failed tests nice so we had that's the record you want right there it was a bit scary to start off because we had we had in our first six athletes we had three people fail um so that was a bit terrifying and bob was on a plane coming from the u.s to us and we're just sending him text messages Uh like oh this is a nightmare we're freaking out luckily it kind of evened out from there and we didn't have as many more failed tests but ultimately you know that'll be the challenge for us this year is one the timing of the show but also two like the polygraph test if you have 65 athletes versus 120 150 athletes um not a lot of guys really understand how the polygraph works so we need to really inform terrifying it's one of the most scariest things i've ever done (laughs) yeah even if you've never taken anything oh yeah i didn't ever do anything wrong but it terrified me (laughs) like me and charles always say like uh yeah it's terrifying. like getting pulled over. Yeah, yeah. If you get pulled over by a cop, and you're like, "I've not done anything, but what? I might like something's going wrong." <laughs> you start thinking about every single supplement you've ever taken. Like, oh god, if any of those were tainted, or <laughs> it's like, yeah. I mean, now, luckily, we we were, we we lucked out with that as well, and that we had uh, we flew over Scott from California as well. He did the Germany show as well, and we just thought, you know what, like he's super experienced. He knows how to talk to people who fail out as well. So it was well worth getting him in super, super organized guy as well. So we did really well with that um, on that side of things. So we'll try and do that again, get like experienced testers in and just keep, now, that, is, keep that rolling. Is PED use over there like relatively like wishy-washy? It's uh, it's huge. Like, yeah. it, you know, when we start, when, probably when all of us started training, it's like, whey protein creatine and bcaas here it's like whey protein testosterone clenbuterol like <laughs> yeah you know it's 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 there's more no shade on anyone but it's just much easier to get hold of oh for sure and i, I assume probably like the legality of it over there is a little bit looser than other areas too right mm, i think so with yeah, so, with with the number of people failing do you think it was people trying to skirt through or just maybe lack of education on what was allowed and what wasn't I think, I think it was, yeah, lack of education on what was allowed and what wasn't, which is, you know, we, we try to promote it as much as we can in the stories and in the posts, yeah. but inevitably not everyone's going to follow everything, you know, as intensively as, as you would like in terms of going to the website and the WMBF reading through the whole list. And then as well, like what we can kind of run into is, you know, guys who it's not their first time competing and they've lived in Dubai for a while, for example, and the last time they competed, a coach, you know, yeah. maybe convinced them to take X, Y, or Z. Yeah. 
and that falls within the 10 year rule. So then when they take the 10 year polygraph, they struggle, right? Because back maybe three, four years ago, they took certain substances that are not allowed within a natural organization. And if you're just doing some federations, for example, just do like a urinalysis test, well, you'll be fine if you yeah, just you're do fine. a urinalysis test. But if you're doing a 10-year back polygraph, it's it's going to catch a lot of people. And I'm sure I'm sure that was a surprise, right, for a lot of yeah. athletes. I would imagine, too, uh, places that have looser uh, restrictions on supplements, for example, like Canada, like we're tight. Like we have a lot, even supplements in the States compared to what we have here, there's certain things that we can't put in our pre-workouts or whatever. Um, so I imagine, you know, even places like Dubai and stuff with just supplements, it could be, you know, make sure you read that label extensively because there might be something in there that whether it's an ingredient, a, an amount of an ingredient that, you know, of all intents and purposes, you wouldn't think would be an issue, but under WADA, it, it could be. What we, what we ran into mostly was, I mean, the most popular thing here and people just take it kind of like, like I said, like a health supplement is clenbuterol, you know, because we live in Dubai, there's nice beaches, everyone's on Instagram, everyone's trying to get social media famous. <laughs> yeah. And what we run into a lot is clenbuterol because a lot of guys might've taken a cut, you know, two years ago, or they took it for a show the last time they competed. And I think it was, you know, we had seven athletes fail our polygraph. I think five of them was clenbuterol. So that was something that we know that we needed to make sure that in social media this year, <laughs> no where <you> <laughs> for all the athletes, you can't be taking this. And if you have, please understand the guidelines for how long in the past it must be in order for you to compete in our event. Yeah. yeah the, the, I think that's what people missed on it. Yeah. Was uh, they, I think some of them also like didn't really read the list because there was a, uh, there was someone who I remembered like came in and failed out and, is is more like you could see the shock on his face when we said that like oh and clenbuterol and he's like right and you're like oh no like it's just ah, that's you got me as long as we're pushing it like read the list read the yeah. list email everyone here's the list like we'd never stop talking about the damn water list so like they you know hopefully that covers us but you, know, you it's just one of those things have you guys heard about turkesterone right now so I mean, I've heard of it, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know a whole lot about it. I've just heard the name floating around and stuff. And it's, uh, it's something that like you can get here in Canada, you can get in the States and all that kind of stuff. And it's not currently banned, but it's, it's kind of on the, the fence of it could be. And there's people like locally to me that I know took it. And, you know, they asked me if I knew anything about it. And I said, I, I don't know. I can't give you any honest feedback on it. You know, do your research. So I had posted something, this is a while ago now, uh, the OCB got back to me and said that based on their research and the you know, potential muscle building properties of it, that it may not be banned now, but within the next year or two, WADA, it could end up on the banned substance list. So I'm like, man, like everybody that took this turkesterone now, you know, if they compete WMBF over the next couple of years, which I know two of them for sure intend to, you're screwed, right? Because you've taken this three month fucking whatever of turkesterone, saw like minimal progress, if any, but if it ends up on the banned substance list, like you're that guy that they're like, sorry, man, like, you know, you did that stupid. I'd imagine, I'd imagine it'll be the same situation as all the guys who took SARMs or SIRMs, you know, oh, for when, sure. they first, when they first came out because it wasn't banned when it first came out because it was so new. Yeah. But now if you look at any WMBF list, that's highlighted 
no SARMs, no serums for X amount of years, right? So yep. athletes need to be careful, right? Like even though it's not banned now, if you just just if you really want to stay on the natural route and you want to compete in these tested federations, then yep. you know you need to be careful with what you're taking. Even if it's not banned, just make sure you know you know exactly what it is and the properties of that you know substance. Yep. I think that just continues to speak to like the, the purity of natural bodybuilding. It's like that, the, the guy that wants to take terkesterone just to get that little bit of an edge comes around and bites him in the butt. I'm like, man, should have just ate more chicken and lifted more. <laughs> yeah. Typically there's no escape from the hard work, right? Like, I mean, just, no, exactly. just keep training and eating. Like you're, you're going to be as big as the next guy. Like, it's no. just fine. <laughs> like just, yeah. just focus on the big, big, big rocks. No, for sure. Um, so let's, let's kind of close this out with, with long-term goals. What, what's, what is your vision for what you guys are doing? Obviously you've got a big event coming again this fall. Like we've talked about through this episode with, you know, potentially double the athletes, like where, where is this going in your head? Well, we, we've uh, talked about this yeah. a little no, bit. No, you do yours and then I've got some bigger, I've got some bigger plans also, but I'll let Yeah. Go. I mean, I mean, the, the f- short-term goal obviously is this year we, we want to have hopefully anywhere from 130, 150, which we're pretty sure we will get just by the interest we've received through Instagram. I mean, our Instagram every single day, I'm getting, I'm getting, you know, five to 10 DMS asking us information about the event, which is, you know, a little bit crazy considering just a year ago, it was, it wasn't, we weren't even sure if it was going to run just because of the, like I said, the politics here, but um, the short-term goal, like I said, is to have that for this year's event next year. I mean, we would like to have two events. So one would be in the spring, one would be in the fall and we've kind of uh discussed if if it's plausible to have a pro-am here in dubai which would be like the spring event yep. and then we'd have a big world championship qualifier in the fall uh the, the reason we want a pro-am is because now that you know the sport is developing in some of these middle eastern countries there's going to be a lot of pros that want somewhere to compete and honestly i don't think there's a better place for all these pros to come than Dubai because it's very accessible for anybody. It's, you know, we have the DXB airport, which is one of the major airports in the world. So we want to run the program. We just need to see um, how plausible that will be in a year's time. If it's not in a year's time, hopefully we can do it, you know, in two years time, but that's the main goal, at least that, that I have for our event is to be able to bring some pro athletes here and showcase what natural bodybuilding is all about. Because when people see, you know, pro athletes, especially when they see them competing for cash prizes, which, you know, not a lot of us are in it for the cash. Obviously there's not a lot of money in natural bodybuilding compared to say the Olympia or any IFBB event. But if we can have a event where we have really high quality athletes, professionals competing for cash prizes, then some of the younger guys or some of the other guys who are contemplating what route to go, maybe that motivates them further to stay natural and compete in our event or compete in events in Europe or the Middle East. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. And then my like probably way too far fetched goal is like, I want to try and convince Bob to bring worlds here and have it in like a really like sick venue. It's probably way, that's probably not going to happen, but I'll keep talking to Bob about it. And Bob Bell, he's (laughs) like the vice president of the WNBA. Um, And we'll see, but that's like, that was my dream is like, we can put it like, yeah next to the Burj Khalifa like by the Dubai fountains but that's let's see <laughs> I love it dream big boys that's awesome absolutely I mean if it's a hub for you know so many people from yeah. all over yeah. good lighting good venue yeah because as you guys I mean as you guys see at Worlds some of the biggest groups are 
Italy, oh, for uh, sure. Spain, yeah. England, you know, especially in Europe, but then in the Middle East as it grows, because I mean, here in Dubai, I would say bodybuilding is the biggest sport. Oh, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I can't think of another sport here in Dubai that's bigger than, well, bodybuilding and fitness. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. We haven't discussed this, Charles. That was, that was new to me about <laughs> no bringing <laughs> Drop bobs. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure I said that before. I'm sure, I'm sure you're going to need a lot bad. of. You're going to need a lot of convincing to get Bob to bring it here, but that would be an uh, amazing long-term goal, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> You'll just have to get uh, Natty News out there to help promote. Uh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> you guys can be the, pre- I mean, if you're not competing, you guys can be the presenters. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. It's a hell of a lot warmer there than it is here right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bring me in for that Absolutely. spring. No, no, fall. I'll, we got to get in there for fall. Presented mm-hmm. by Natty News. I like it. Put that on your calendar there, boys. <laughs> that'd be sick actually i mean i mean just if, throwing if it, it out would, there <laughs> you guys can come to one of our events no yeah we we uh that'd be fun we, yeah, we've absolutely. got big goals ourselves there boys so uh i, I like mm-hmm. it i like it um quickly man uh plug social media instagram if people want to get in touch with uh you know you guys personally or the you know wmbf uae itself where do they go uh yeah so our our handle is i believe it's wmbf underscore UAE. Um, pretty yep. simple. I think if you just type even without the underscore or type it in on Instagram, you can find us. We also run a podcast that we've just uh, recently got back into, which is WMBF UAE. So there we talk a lot about the, well, we started talking about the event last year, but we also talk about, you know, what we plan on doing with it moving forward. And we are going to be bringing in athletes from different, you know, nationalities, um, last week, we had the champion of our bodybuilding division, who was, you know, the very first Indian WMBF pro. So that was pretty cool. And we just plan on bringing in more athletes, coaches, um, anybody to do with natural bodybuilding. That's kind of why we reached out to you guys as well, because we think you guys have a very good platform for natural bodybuilding. And we like what you do to promote the sport. So anyways, yeah, our, our Instagram is WMBF UAE. Mine is Kyle Gallant. So if you just type that in, Charles, yours is... Coach Charles Barclay, all one word. No relation to the basketball player, by the way. <laughs> Where can you find your podcast? Everywhere, Spotify, Spotify, and then all the other places. You know, publish it like an, like any other podcast. So it should should be on most platforms if they if they're big enough. I think. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, you know, spreading the good word about natural bodybuilding is what we're trying to do here. So. Thank you guys for, for joining us in that mission. Um, for you guys watching, if you like the episode, give it a like. Subscribe to the channel for future ones. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Natty underscore news underscore daily. And I can't say road to 10K anymore because we did that. So let's go road to 100K. Road to 100K. Yeah, 100K. yeah we're adding a zero. Go bigger. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again. And we'll see you guys in the next one.